Welcome back, everybody, for another exciting episode of Scene 3 Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Shane and Megan. Hi, guys. Good morning, boys. How's it going? Oh, <laughs> good one. I'm glad that you got that party. out of the way. Oh, yeah. Away. I was bursting inside of me. <laughs> we have an excellent theme this week, and I'm uh, obviously clearly very keen to jump right in. Yeah, it's a good theme. Uh, I think we've been throwing, tossing it around for a while. We have, yes. Well, since we found out the tragic news that Robin Williams had passed. Yeah, it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. No. The year before? The year before, I reckon. Wow. So I think we've been throwing this around since season one. Yeah, yeah. So movies with Robin Williams, that's our theme. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Just to actually cover the theme. Yeah, just um, actually state it out loud. That's right. For the benefit yeah. of the episode. We've got um, quite a body of work to sort oh, through as well. Don't so. we? Absolutely. And uh, I look at Megs when I say that because you know she's the... She's the preparation she's queen. She's the preparation. Here. She's the backbone <laughs> of the research of the team. I'm actually... I found it really hard to narrow it down and pick just one. Yeah. yeah. I grew up with Robin Williams in... His prime and yeah, well, I mean, we in the nineties, probably... I would say. I mean, obviously, it was peaked really like quail in that in the eighties and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Mm. Just quickly, I guess we should mention. Uh, I chose the birdcage. I chose Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> if you haven't picked that already, and I chose Good Old Hunting. Yeah, but yeah. I had uh, like a huge list. My my list was Aladdin, Flubber, One Hour Photo, which a few of my friends were like, "Oh, you should pick that one." Yeah, One Hour Photo is um, a great film. Night of the Museum, AI, and Mrs. Doubtfire, just to name. A tiny, tiny selection. Yeah. So Jack is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man. That movies. was close as yeah. well. It's like a two-hour and a half-hour runtime on that one. He did mm. the um, the voice for one of the characters in Robots as well. Which oh yeah, the, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was the crazy one in that one. Yeah. Yep. But have you guys ever seen any of his stand-up? Yeah. Like where he came from, like what his roots? I mean, Megs, we're old enough to have watched Mork and Mindy. Whoa! See, I, that's oh, way before yes. my time. I have no <laughs> idea what that is. About that. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Nanu, Nanu, yeah, no, he <laughs> he was a huge talent and uh, yeah. uh, comedic wise, obviously. But then you look at his body of work and you look at the stuff that that he like. I mean, I chose a comedy, but you guys chose. We went guess, dark on your video. Yeah, yeah, it was like <laughs> drama. You t- and but like here, it's such a great balance. Like, mm. mm. but see, all the rest I'd seen. I chose a film that I'd never seen, which is you know shocking. I know, but no, no, I wanted good. to really delve into a different level of what yeah. he offered as such an incredibly diverse actor, and yeah. I was blown away by. Wait, you chose them. The Birdcage is a totally different flavour. Oh, I love that, The Birdcage. It's one of my favourite But all three films. offer like such incredible versatility. Mm. Yeah. It blew my mind. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think he was sort of, I mean, yeah, it's, I guess similar to sort of a career path of like Jim Carrey where he's looked as as this really funny guy yeah. and that's all he's capable of. But then- He's got serious you know, acting chops Yeah, he's serious well. acting chops. When you see him in like, like in Jack, he's so good. Like I cry like eight times in that movie. The other one I've just really? remembered is Insomnia. Uh, yeah. Insomnia? Insomnia. Oh yeah, Insomnia as well. That movie just blew my mind how good mm. that was. So. Okay. And one hour photo, like he plays yeah. like a creepy stalker in that. But he does it so well. well. Yeah. But you also have this weird sympathy for him. And I always think mm. that's a great trait of a great actor. But see, that's the thing. Uncomfortably that. well in all three movies we've chosen. Yeah. And, yeah, there's so many underlying levels there. Someone, I think it was you, was it you, Lappy Wangers, that told me the other day like, when we were hanging out, this strange interview that Robin Williams did with Oprah. That was me. Okay. Yes. Yes. Did you, did did you go on YouTube that? Absolutely. Yeah. It was very unsettling. Yeah. Um, like how bipolar is he in that? Like yeah. Just so describe how it to me again. How old was the interview? Oh, oh like well, 80s? probably, probably Late, early, early 90s. 90s. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like he'll go from like completely normal straight talking and then just 
go completely batshit crazy, basically. Yeah. Like, but the audience, you said manic. the audience really reacted because I thought he was trying to be funny, but yeah. it's underlying tones of like multiple personality disorder or like some mm. sort of schizophrenia. It's yeah. very, very strange. It's, it's like a light switch as well. Looking like, back at it now it with the, con- like, the context we yeah. do have. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, because everyone's laughing at him like, oh, look at this zany guy. He's mm. jumping around and he's mm. being crazy, but... Yeah, I watched these films, all three films, back to back. I did a solid wow. session. <laughs> well, public long weekend public holidays are good for the soul, but also um, I felt like for a moment I retrospectively looked back and imagined what it would be like to be his family or his daughter and watch his repertoire back again and um, see yeah, like, you really know, un- like strong underlying themes. And I mean, uh, that's a great, like he leaves behind a massive legacy. Absolutely. Which the, the world will continue to share and like... You know, a hundred years from now, the guys they don't doing make some movies of those like this anymore. Movies, like, yeah, yeah, old movies like you know, like Toys and Patch Adams. Like the mm. list goes on and on mm. when you look at his his, his skill set and like like Aladdin will be a timeless classic for yeah. bloody centuries. Are they redoing you know? it or is that Lion King? Yeah, they're doing Lion King and Aladdin. Ugh. Yeah, they're doing all live King. Let it all. die. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't understand how Lion King's going to be live action because, you, what, are you training animals? It's a whole new kettle of fish. It's stressing me out just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Although Beauty and the Beast worked, but I guess that's a people. Just thanks to Emma yeah, Watson. It's a people thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, for me, I think one of my favourite movies of his is definitely Bicentennial Man. Um, mm. I really mm. like Jack. I think Jack's one of the most underrated ones. I always mention that in a conversation about Robin Williams because mm-hmm. it's a really cool story and, like, it's just he goes from being funny to – Serious, like at the drop of a hat, and does it very well. Uh, and yeah, I really like one hour photo. Um, but the Birdcage is probably one of my favorite movies because you know he's in it and the cast is phenomenal. Cast like, is so it's, sick. It's like, yeah, four I can't Oscar wait to hear what your there. thoughts are on this because mm. I watched it going in with no preconceptions at all. And I was any context, did you know what it was about? No, IMDb, the tagline. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. It was weird at the time as That's well. That's exactly when it came right. Out. It was yeah, before it was, its um, time. It was interesting because if you look into the history of it, the director had a real hard time getting the movie made the way he wanted to make it. it. I believe it. And then when he made it, he had a lot of self-doubt about it. And then when they started to screen it, people were just like, this is amazing. And, like, you know, he felt sort of, I guess. Validated. A sense of validation there, yeah. Oh, God, because, yeah, it sounds like it was a bit of a tough one to make. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll dive. Do you want to dive into the birdcage first? I'd love yeah, to. Give cage. us a rundown. I just have one note before we jump yeah, into that sure. as well, which I forgot to mention off the off the bat because we jumped sort of straight in. Um, you may have noticed I'm just going to put out a language warning this week. Shane, you've finally broken me. I've stopped editing out all of your foul language. Oh, uh, right. But we have <laughs> so, a warning on the thing, right? Yeah, I don't think we do. Thank fuck for that. Yeah, so um, that's not kitty-friendly anymore. It wasn't not, ever kid-friendly. Sure it was. How do you edit down a conversation about snake orgies? Well, you don't. You just leave that beautiful beast alone. <laughs> I don't think that's kid-friendly at all. <laughs> no, I appreciate even, that. Even with clean language, I don't think that's kid-friendly. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, uh, But we have an E just, for explicit or something, isn't it? On the, no, I, I think we've know, got a C for clean. clean. So Do we? All you have to say is earmuffs and you can say shit, fuck. Uh, but you know I like, <laughs> you know, I swear when yeah, I get fun. passionate, yeah, so fun. I don't know yeah. when it's coming. Yeah. That's what she Thank said. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> the Birdcage, released in 1996. This is like a classic late 90s movie, by the yeah. way, if you were uh, lucky enough to. Is that still mid-90s? Mid-delayed, I guess, yeah. Uh, hour and 57 minutes, so a little bit longer than I like, but uh, holds holds up all the way. Tagline, the parents' dinner and a nightclub called The Birdcage. Mm-hmm. Uh, budget of $31 million. Uh, Mike Nichols was the director um, he had a pretty good repertoire. I didn't realise he was the guy who directed uh, The Graduate and Working Girl, which are two big classic films. Yeah, nice one. Charlie Wilson's War, which was a really good uh, Tom Hanks film. 
Uh, written by a lady called Elaine May who did uh, Tootsie and Primary Colours. So she's got a few mm. good things under her belt. But the cast, as we mentioned, is the probably the pearl for this film. You've got I Robin reckon Williams. without this phenomenal cast, it wouldn't be the movie it was. Yeah, the cast really dry. Like I imagine there's a lot of workshopping with the dialogue and the script and mm, stuff. And like it, mm. Robin Williams plays uh, Armand Goldman. Uh, Gene Hackman plays Senator Kevin Keeley. Uh, Nathan Lane plays uh, Armand's husband, Albert Goldman. Uh, Diane Weiss there plays the Keeley, Senator Keeley's wife, Louise Keeley. And you've got young Callista Flockhart. Yes, yeah, so young. the daughter-in-law. Um, uh, Hank Azaria as Agador. Oh, the, my favourite. The, the butler slash houseboy <laughs> who is brilliant in this. And Spartacus. <laughs> Christine uh, Barinsky, who I think is uh, fantastic in everything she does. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays the the mother of the the boy who, was, uh, who she gave up for adoption long, long ago. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Nathan Allen. Did we talk about Nathan, Nathan Allen? Lane. Nathan Lane. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic in this. Have you ever watched uh, Modern Family? Absolutely. He kind of just plays the same character in that. Yeah. And it's brilliant. <laughs> like it should be like same universe type thing. Mm, true. But uh, I went into this with nothing and fell in love from the get-go. Well, do you want to take a swing at the plot then since you came at it from nothing? What would you say the plot is? Okay. So we had... An openly gay dad yep. whose son comes and appeals to him to you for- Then in Florida, I was at Miami. No, Miami. Uh, Miami? Uh, some sort of beach, some yeah, glorious- South Col- Beach. South, yeah. yeah, South Beach. Appeals to his dad for support to- uh, He's getting engaged and wants to- his Wife show, to like, be his parents. Yeah, so wife to be his parents are extremely- Traditional conservative, Gene and he, he wants to impress them. He's never met them, and he wants his parents that he loves so much to be perfect, so they all get along from the start, so they can get married in peace and have like a really non turbulent like start. Um, his dad is like, oh, I can't, but I, I will. I'll try my best because I love you. Yep. And like trouble ensues from there, yep. and it's an amazing hilarity journey of how hilarity. Yeah. Yes, it is a really like fantastically toned film and in no way is it ever derogatory or, you know, the the tones of like trying to change a gay man to pretend that they're straight is extremely, um, I'd say, quite controversial in my eyes. Yeah, I mean. Like how do you talk about yeah, that without Yeah, for a movie that's in, made in 1996. Angry. Yes. It's like very relevant of now as well, obviously, with, with the, like, you know, uh, homosexuality in films and stuff like that yes. and being represented the right way. And like you said, like it's very easy to fall into a stereotype here. Yeah. And I guess Nathan Lane's character, I think, falls into that sort of flamboyant. Is he mm. actually gay but in real life? I think he might be. Actually, I don't actually know, but he is phenomenal. Yeah, he's really they good. They feed so off each other. Originally, IMDb trivia, um, they cast Robin Williams in that role. Whoa. And then he whoa. said, no, I want to play the, you know, the, the less flamboyant role. Sure. Because obviously he's had a, made a career off being the wacky kind of loud and, 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 and up and about. So he switched to playing the Armand role, I'm so which, glad. which works so I'm well. I'm so yeah. glad. He but was I, flawless. Like in terms of the the sexuality of it and stuff, like, you know, you've got this son asking his dad to pretend to be straight Correct. with his mum who's never done anything, you know, he's raised him. So it's a big ask on two fronts. Correct. And you're asking him not to be not to be who he is. Yeah, redecorate then, their home, then, change their outfits, yeah, you know, their language, the way they carry themselves. Everything, it's yeah. It's a whole yeah, package they, they deal. The thing and, it, it, it screams short-sighted this though, doesn't it? Let's meet the in-laws for this one night where you can act completely straight if you can, but they're getting married. Yeah. Yeah. 
so what do we do next family dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's, so true. Yeah, and, but like the way that Robin Williams plays that character is brilliant because he's happy to do whatever he can to make his son. He's a, he's yeah. a parent. Absolutely. To, but at the same time he plays that herd of like, you know, well, I have to play straight, like, you know. I don't want to have to do that. Like I spent my whole life being afraid of what I was and now I'm proud of who I am, you know. Yeah. And there's that kind of like, that's why I think this film works so well because it balances that genuine heart with humour. Absolutely. perfect balance. One thing that I loved the most was the fact that whenever Nathan Lang, Lane's character, started overwhelming, like getting emotional and upset and like having a meltdown about the silliest, smallest things, Robin Williams' character's... uh, Ahmad never got angry. He was always triggered and like, like, oh, okay, here we go again. Yeah, Let's yeah, deal yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah. But he never made they play them- a f- like their chemistry is brilliant. They Absolutely, play a brilliant couple. Yeah, I, I was a really like, big fan of that when dynamic. They, you know, when they kind of come to the conclusion that the mother's sort of, you know going to let them down and Nathan Lane will have to play yeah. the mother because, you know, Nathan Lane's character is a, a, a drag drag queen performer. Oh, I clapped. Yeah. I clapped at the screen yeah. when that came and it, <laughs> and like it's, like, yes. it's It's so brilliant when they're having that scene at, at brunch and he's like trying to teach him how to be straight. And he's walk, just, walk like John Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, got the swishy the, hand. The swishy. And how to eat toast and like Nathan Lane's like really – Really giving it to them and stuff like that, and like I think it's good. And I, I mean, I could, I guess, I could see how like someone who might be gay might be like offended by playing into those stereotypes and stuff. But I don't think that this film. They're not. Trying I think this to film at, at the core of it. This film has a really positive message. That's correct. Like, I'd be surprised you know, if people were offended by this movie. Yeah, it's like lovely. Be, you know, like there's always someone who gets, especially in this day and age, someone who wants to get offended by about yeah. everything. But I don't know. I think this message, like you know, you've got stuff like dealing with uh, you know homosexuality, dealing with abandonment with his mum who yeah. abandoned him, but now she's lived a successful. And then you've got uh, issues with like perception. You know, like mm. Calista Flockhart's character can't be honest with her dad. Her dad's trying to be this politician, but he's involved with this guy who slept with an underage girl, mm. even though he's a politician. Mm. So there's a lot of different things coming up. And like this movie handles them all. Any other movies, like they would probably crumble under the weight of all those. You're topics. right. They actually go into each of those dynamics quite in depth mm. and yeah. give it a lot of value. So each um, like part of it adds a different sort of yo yo to yeah. the film. It's really good. Yeah. Like it's, I think this is what a lot of Robin Williams films do for me is they take a topic, they handle it really well and respectfully. But there's a great balance. They never get too heavy because there's always a bit of a comedic relief. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. because we're not making a drama. We are making a comedy, but at the same time, let's have a message. Let's have these characters. The handling's like like Every character in this kind of grows a little bit. Like, you know, like the mother opens her mind up. The senator certainly opens his his world up a little bit. Yeah, and the final scene. The final scene's great. Spoiler. Yeah, Yeah. with uh, Gene Hackman (laughs) having to get into drag so the family can stop down. It's got my favourite line in it. (laughs) He says to his chauffeur, meet me in 30 yeah. minutes around here. And he goes, not for a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't realise it's Gene Hackman yeah. just in drag. He there thinks- are heaps of good one-liners mm. in this movie and I think like Hank Azaro really adds oh, a lot Hank of value. As that supporting Agador. actor, yeah. actress, sorry, I think um, they – just that accent, I don't even know what he was trying to achieve there, but absolutely. He's, he's busted that out a few times on The Simpsons it's glorious. as well, like the Agador yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah. It's great when he's like sprucing the place up and he's like, he gets like a 12 foot tall cross and puts it on the wall yeah. and like a big moose head. And he's just like, well, this is what straight people like, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's so yeah. funny he's that he's interpretation. No yeah. yeah, what he interprets is what straight people's houses look like. You I know? like the bit where um, 
where the son, what's the son's name? Val. Val. Yeah. Um, he says, and go and put some shoes on. He goes, oh no, I don't wear shoes. Yeah, I and don't wear shoes. Fall over, and then he just spends the rest of the movie falling yeah. over. And later on, you see him in the shoes and he's like <laughs> he tripping falls over down them. The yeah. stairs. He's like very uh, physically comedic good, as well. Yeah, as good yeah. physical comedy. I think that, I, I, one oh, of the dinner table, so I love like the stupid dishes that he cooks, but. I, I love the dinner plate scene. The dinner where it's plate like scene. The Greek plates, you know, because yeah. uh, oh, look, they're playing Armand pretends to be a what is he an ambassador? <laughs> He's a Greek, uh, a Greek uh, cultural ashete. Co- mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, oh, these young men playing leapfrog, and Gene Hackman's trying to get his glasses to get a better look at it. <laughs> Interesting, China. It's like, yeah. yeah, take it away before they finish their soup and they get to the bottom of the bowl, and just simple gags like that. It just yeah. they're just so effective and they work. And God, you laugh through this whole film. This film puts a smile on your face, like from the start to the end, and. Mm. Like yeah, like the ending's so good with that great use of the song "We Are a Family" and mm. like they're singing it. Mm. So like you know they all get on stage and then that's how they get out through the front door because the the place is being stalked by reporters. And- yeah, I like the closure of the film. It came full circle with the wedding as the credits and things like that as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, even even just that as silence is hilarious. You yeah. look at the two different sides of the aisle. And yeah, like- yeah. Which one's the wife? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the. Um, uh, Gene Hackman's how much he loves Nathan Lane as the wife. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's oh, I think that almond's a bit fishy, but you know, she's a real true she's American. She's a real good lady. Know, yeah, she's a good quality <laughs> wife and mother. And you know, I don't like him though; he's a bit suspicious. And it's just great. <laughs> it I plays think that's, out so good. Like, it's such an important message to talk about because even if like you don't realize someone's homosexual in everyday life and they have values that you agree with, the sexuality isn't important. No, yeah. Like their appearance and whatever they like they look like is irrelevant. So Yeah, like and so that's where you get that, you know, in the third act when they come clean about everything. And yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, the message there is like, you know, all, you know, we thought this wasn't going to be like they she kind of underestimated her own father and mother as well and mm. she kind of learned a lesson in that too and yeah. like that's why I say everyone kind of goes through a bit of an arc, which is always the key to any good film is that characters change otherwise what are you watching? What did we just spend two yeah. hours watching? That's yeah. it. I've got to say, though, the most famous scene that I fell in love with when it encapsulated me and I got really involved in this film is when we were sort of exploring the the stage and the, the bar itself, the birdcage, and sort of getting to know what they do there and, like, the people that perform on the stage and how they were doing that rehearsal in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she... It was just like fairy dust, fairy dust, fairy mm-hmm. dust, and like, and she's like, I don't think I. And the Madonna, the male Madonna, dancer, Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. yes, <laughs> yeah. that's the scene. That's I, one of the most famous. Exactly, yeah. and he was trying to like visually help her, or the other guy. To yeah, yeah. Had to f- follow the leader. That's why I think Nathan Lane's character is great in this because like he's getting on. Yeah, he's not he's not as great as his former glory, and he's kind of a, a fading star. Yeah. And so he's so pedantic about it, and he's so just like hey, pop bubblegum in my face. Yeah, <laughs> you need to come downstairs. He's getting the bubble gum out of his mouth. <laughs> it's so fantastic, <laughs> really, really good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was an easy pick for me when it was like Robin Williams. Well, it wasn't an easy pick because, like I said, there's so many other good films that mm. I like. But Birdcage is one of those ones that I watch probably every couple of months. I watch that a couple of times a year. Like, really, it's such a good film. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Like the like Robin Williams in that film is so good. Um, his acting is yeah. Just, like next Flawless. level. Yeah, yeah. And he's playing it straight, which is what I kind of like, no pun intended. Mm. But he's playing the straight man rather mm. than yeah. playing the hysteric, like loud character that he normally plays. So yeah. I think that just highlights him as an actor. Lappy, what do you think? It's good. Is um, that your taste? No, no the, my only issue with the movie is it doesn't get really funny until that sort of like that end part of it. The, the build-up is yeah. huge. So when, when Nathan Lane walks in as the mum, like that's when it all just goes. Agreed. Yeah. Like, yeah, shit gets yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then everyone starts freaking out. What's the? 
the butler slash Agador Spartacus he comes in and he just starts laughing and he takes the ice (laughs) bucket off him yeah yeah just really low bow and just like He's he's, um, a, he's good relief in between the sort of tense scenes they have at the dinner table. Yeah, no. So I I do I like the movie, but it just um, for two hours they could it could snap you up a little bit. That's my only criticism. Yeah, like it's, it, a, it's, it's a long it's, one. Yeah, it's a it's a slow burn at the start. That's and it. Uh, mm. you get a little bit of Christina Barinsky as well, which is the woman who plays his mum. Mm. I really yeah. like her. I think she's a very funny, she's a good very actress. funny actress. Can you explain to me the scene when Robin Williams goes to her office to try and? Ask her to help with the situation. Oh, the rubbing of the chest. Rubbing of the chest. Can you translate that for me? Because I was a little well, like, I think what? they're just reminiscing there yeah. before he's, when they were together. Past glories, okay. and he's still. Yeah, there's obviously some chemistry, chemistry there. between yeah. the adults, so a child together. Uh, very bizarre. She's kind Doing of like you get the impression maybe she chosen career over family life, and maybe she regrets it a little bit. I guess. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, they remember all the numbers. They obviously did a lot of artistic stuff together, and. Mm. Which is funny, which leads to the funny scene. You know, yeah, that's yeah. right. With, with Albert waiting out in the waiting room, um, just being him and being funny. Yeah. Oh, great. Now he's driving home on the freeway at 20 miles an hour with, with a heartbreak on. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. I just still love that. How do you angry? eat toast? He was just like, oh. Yeah, like, put your pinky finger down. <laughs> so you eat toast with his pinky. Oh, the schmear scene. Schmear, <laughs> schmear. Yeah, like on the toast. <laughs> oh, it's practice you've, walking like a straight man. You've yeah. torn a hole in your toast. What do you do? <laughs> he can do But he gets so hysterical when he gets it wrong. He's like, knocks his pinky down. He's like, oh, oh, oh. He gets so like, oh, my God, what am I doing? It's like, I can't do this. It's like, you can do this. You'll be fine, you know. Albert, you peaked the toast. So what? Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. And then he picks that fight with that big guy as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm talking to the asshole behind you. <laughs> talking to the asshole behind you. Classic uh, film. Uh, obviously, I'd highly recommend, definitely to anyone uh, like Megs who hadn't seen it, which I guess there's a whole generation of people out there that haven't seen these films. Yeah. Definitely recommend it. It's a bit of a quieter one, I guess, in terms of his career. It probably doesn't stand up as at the front with some of the other bigger titles. Mm. I think because of the, the time it was made and the topic it tackles, it was never a, a like huge. it was never one of the yeah, one yeah. Of those huge films yeah. that everyone talks about. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely recommend for me. Hmm. Yeah, I would recommend as well. Yeah, I'd recommend too. Three recommends. Three recommends. Nice. Good stuff. Who wants to go next? I'll do it. Yeah, oh, here wow. we go. Oh, my God. She's dived in. Oh my God, I'm God, diving oh my God. in with Goodwill Hunting, guys. Goodwill Hunting. Have you seen it before, both of you? Yes, several times. I realised I studied that it. I'd never seen it start to finish in one go. Okay. I've only it's one of those it ones that's on Channel pieces. 9, like yeah, at midnight on a weird. That's yeah. what I've realised. You're right. It's I've, one of those ones I'm you looking see, over yeah. going, oh, it's Goodwill Hunting. So I was I've exactly the same. the back half like a dozen times. Yeah. Or oh, just that janitor scene where he's on the chalk, like the chalkboard. I've seen clips, but never I think I've seen the deal. Like apple scene, probably a thousand times. <laughs> I like them Just apples. flicking through television. Yeah. I got a number. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. I do love the the Boston, Boston accent. Yes. Yeah, the Boston accent. Huge fan. This movie was released in 1997. Yeah, it was a big one. It's this is the first smashing two hours long drama genre. Yep. Tagline: uh, Will Hunting, a janitor, has a gift for maths, but needs help from a psychologist to find direction in his life. And that is pretty much uh, Snap, Crackle and Pop, pretty much how it is. Yeah. Just a lot of elaboration on that kind of thing. So we have a um, Gus Van Sant as the director. Yep. And would you believe it, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck actually wrote this film with mm. Kevin Smith co-producing alongside Harvey Weinstein. 
This was their big breakout film. Absolutely. Yeah, through the. I, I was going to ask that question because I feel like this was their first kind of. It was. I think it was through. Um, oh, God, don't quote me. Oh, uh, I will. Green, green, the green light. The you know the green oh, light. Yes, 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 yes. You know the, the, yeah. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon still run to this very day. Yeah. Where they take submissions for film ideas and they the green green light project. I think, I it's think it is green light project. Yeah, yeah, and they like help filmmakers you know get the same opportunity they had. I um, loved reading about this film. After I'd seen it, I needed a bit more context about the history of the film and why it was so iconic and yeah. why how it is where it is today. Um, read lots about the fact that it won Oscars and Golden Globe Awards for Best Actor being Matt Damon, Best Supporting yep. Actress, as well as just Best Leading Actor for Best and Best Picture. So it smashed it when it mm. came out in 1997, 1998. And also just the, the fact that... I think Matt Damon and Ben Affleck shared an insight when they were filming their first ever scene with Scarlett Skarsgård, sorry, Stella Skarsgård and um, Robin Williams together in that, like the first scene where they were filming together, they both like cried because they were just so happy and so like thankful that their project that they'd been gunning for for such a long time finally had lifted off and they had such high caliber actors to help Mm. them get it off the ground. So really, really touching backstory there. And I think they were filming um, in, I think it was actually Boston. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I can't really, I don't really know. Yeah, it would have been. But they were saying that there was this really famous scene in the movie, the park bench scene where Robin Williams takes Matt Damon out and into after, like they had their first ever chat to really give him some um, resonating thoughts about how he upset him and about his wife and things oh, the like comments that. Comments about his wife, yeah. And yeah. it kind of made you feel like there was no one else around them in that scene. Like they were really isolated, but really funny how they were saying that there was actually about three thousand people watching them film that from barriers. Just the public had been like sort of standing yeah. around. It really yeah. gives you a beautiful picture of what it was like to film a public back in the day in nineteen ninety seven. But yeah, really, really cool. Uh, I chose this film because I'd never seen it, and it's one of those movies that. Um, people talk about to this day as iconic and it's yep. beautiful and there's a lot of messaging around it that um, really identifies um, what your, people's meaning in, of their own personal meaning of life is yeah. and why they define what makes them happy and yep. why they choose to do what they do and all that and kind the of cast, thing. I mean, the cast is phenomenal. Oh, mm. 10 out of 10. And to tie it back to Robin Williams, obviously he's playing a very straight role in this. Like, mm. Yeah, phenomenal, isn't he's, it? He's not making, really, he's making very really, few jokes in this. He gets, a, he gets a gag in here and there. Yeah, but it's yeah, a but bonding like, gag. It's yeah. really endearing. It suits and the character It's relationship well. building in a really positive way. It's, he's probably not the first person they would have thought of for the role, I can't imagine. Honestly, I don't but then, know. I, I was going to say try and recast it. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't. That's right. I think uh, I just want to point out as Stellan Skarsgård is the Gerald Lambeau. He's the sleazy professor that we see as like a sleazy. really – I oh, he hits on all the chicks, the uni students and stuff. Sleazy? I'd say it's gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm totally like a genius. And like, uh, he's definitely uh, – I wouldn't call him sleazy. He's definitely strange, mm. suspicious maybe. Suspicious is interesting because there was a moment where – like as they were bonding, oh, we sort of have to recap before I go into that. Sure. The so the plot basically Matt Damon is that Gerald Lambeau, the professor, yep. uh, is um, a Harvard, like really really famous genius for maths. Would you say science? Yeah. Right, and he is teaching his huge college room full of budding students and proposes the a really tough equation for his students to solve. And whoever does get this amazing achievement also gets the name in the paper, but also um, just a, a really glory the glory of being and, yeah. so intelligent. And all his students who are apparently so engaged 
in this class notice one day they come into their class that this equation has been solved on a chalkboard and they uh, interrupt him on a Sunday to find out who on earth could possibly have solved this mystery and he doesn't know and then none of the students know. So it just uh, so happens that Matt Damon, who I can't remember his name at this, Will, sorry, Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting. (laughs) Nice, here we go. Uh, Ah, The janitor of the college was the one who did it. And he's he's a genius. Photographic memory, yeah, genius, I would definitely say. Um, The story unfolds from there. Yep, yep. And he's just a regular bastard. Yes. And all these mates are dead shits and they Absolute kick dead and shits. get into fights. And mm-hmm. that, that's one of my favourite scenes in the movie is when they're in that Harvard bar, the Harvard bar. The Harvard, Harvard bar. bar. <laughs> and, and they, um, and they, that's the, probably the most iconic scene, isn't it? The guy it? starts yeah. trying to pick a fight with um, Ben Affleck's character and so yep. Will steps up and mm-hmm. just absolutely blazes this guy yeah, to absolute it is. Oh, You're quoting it from this book and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But just the part where he says, you know, you, you spent $150,000 to get that education where you could have got it for a dollar. 50 in late fees at the local library or yeah. something like that. I'm like, just <laughs> and the, like and savage burn. Yeah, yeah. And the, guy's, the guy's like, yeah, but, you know, you'll still be serving my kids fries. And I love the way he was like super intelligent and like putting him in his place with his intellect, but then right at the end he's like, or we could step outside and talk about <laughs> yeah, it. And it's yeah, like, yeah. there he okay, is. Like that's, yeah. that's his character, the crux of it. You know, he'd rather yeah. argue with his fists than his, than his, than his head, yeah. which is the great thing about this movie. That's his character's journey. Is mm-hmm. that, and you've got that, I think, is one of the, Best scenes in cinema history is Ben Affleck's monologue about if I come here one morning and you're not here, I'll be mm. fucking over the moon about you're right. it. You're yeah. right. Absolutely it's right. One of the best scenes in a movie ever. Like yeah. he's like, you know, I pray for the day I come to pick you up and you're not here because mm-hmm. yeah. you've gone and you've done something better because you can do something better. You, Absolutely. You don't know it to yourself. It's an you insult owe it to if me, you, you know? are yeah. still be yeah. doing all this work with me by my side at our old yeah. age. Yeah, and it yeah. works well because the character of, of Will is such an arrogant twat. Yeah, it and takes a lot why, to break him, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's why I like Robin Williams' character as the. As, as the psychologist that he yeah. has to visit because he's been arrested for anger issues, he mm. has to go and see the psychologist, which is Robin Williams' character. And, you know, he starts off doing the generic get to know him, rah, rah, rah. And then, you know, he cracks the shits and basically tells him to F off. Yeah. And, you know, like he goes very unconventional with him, which obviously ends up being what just what, you know, Will needed to he hear. Needed, yeah. But um, you've got so many scenes, yeah, the, the, the scene in there and you've got the, the, the one I just mentioned with. Mm. And then you've got the montage and then the teacher aides getting upset and stuff like that. But Ron Williams' performance, like to tie it into our theme, Ron Williams' performance throughout this whole movie is is, is brilliant. And yeah. like I said, I wouldn't have ever thought of – I've read this script. Like I read a lot of scripts and I've read this script. I would never in a million years thought of Robin Williams. Mm. But then like you said, try who else yeah, would try, try, yeah, 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 I couldn't think of anyone else that would do, you know. It'd be like the same with Aladdin, like Robin Williams. And then it's like, well, now I can't imagine the genie. Being mm. anyone else. Anyone else. Yeah. They've, yeah. Like, they've cast Will Smith to play the genie in the live action movie. Stop like saying that. Like, I'm sorry, but it's like true. Times it's now. true. It's it happening. upsets me every time. I'm not making it up. It's a sad yeah. reality that's going to happen to us all. And I like Will Smith. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Wild West was not great. Wild West, but <laughs> Why would you bring that I up? I mean, to be honest, what? Will, Will Smith has not made Wild many West. good films if we're being honest, but I won't get into that. My Robot's pretty good. Uh, yeah, look, he's great. I love Will Smith. I think um, he's a champion. I, was it I Am Legend? Yeah, I, yeah I'm legend. I robot just destroys uh, me. Yeah, no, every time. Look, just like I think Wild Wild West is just a big. I don't know. <laughs> just don't watch it again, okay? No, I won't. I won't. Just watch West Seven World. Get enough. your fix. But uh, yeah, I, Robin Williams in this is fantastic. Like, and it's mm-hmm. just completely uh, removed from what I guess we know him as as funny man. Uh-huh. I loved. There was a lot of um, cinematic juxtaposition with baseball in this movie. I thought there was a lot of references because all the boys, the friends. 
They froth over it. They love baseball yeah, a lot. Yeah, like, and his little brother, Casey. Correct. Yeah, I love that, actually. I didn't realise it was his real life brother. Yeah. Um, but there was moments where Robin Williams connected with Matt Damon in this, uh, sorry, I keep doing that, Will Hunting. Um, <laughs> when they talk about a moment where, or when they've sort of moved past their differences where um, he met his wife and mm. knew that she was the one and yeah. described this baseball game. And he's like, no way, you got tickets to that game. And he's like, yeah, but gave him up. Gave him to this, I ditched my friends to go and see my girlfriend because I just knew she was the one for me. And in that moment where they were, the thin, like the camera pans to a bird's eye view and the seats in the therapy lounge are all like the bases of the baseball field and they're like running around it in excitement, retelling the story. And, and it just really, because uh, baseball comes up heaps um, with the boys when they go, yeah, they go training in the, the field. Environment and environment like setting as well. Being exactly. In Boston, Boston, yeah. Really, there. really cool. I love that a lot. I love, I just love the end of um, that scene that you're describing where mm. he's telling the story about how he was at, Gonna, got tickets to the World Series and that's the day he met his wife. And yeah. and then at the end of it, he said, I can't believe you didn't go to that game. He goes, I didn't know he was going to hit a home run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect way to end the story. Yeah. It's just yeah, like nice it's, it's a beautiful kind of story, yeah. but then there's like a sense of reality to yeah, it. It's grounded. Right. I would have gone if I knew he I mean, didn't knew that, yeah. yeah. Like, it's very good, very good in that regard, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, Stellan Skarsgård's really good as the professor, like you said. Every time I see him, I, I see his son, Alexander Skarsgård from – I've been watching that um, – Big Little Lies with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, and right. he's in that at the moment. The which, Alexa- which son? Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yep. Yeah. I see them. There's a lot of – their voices are the same. Their f- mon- like, ma- mannerisms are identical. It's, yeah, very, very cool. Pennywise the Clown. Yep. yep. That's him. Yeah, um, yeah, good film. Like, yeah, obviously notorious mm. for, for winning a lot of – did it win it? Did it get Oscar noms and stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah one heaps. Yeah, yeah one, one a bit. I know – One, two of them got nominated for four – um, One best screenplay, didn't it, from memory? Uh, best writing and yeah. best supporting actor, yeah. which is Robin Williams, actor. obviously. Actor. Actoring. Um, and it covers some pretty heavy topics as well. So, like, they're talking about yeah. um, like Will as a child being abused by his foster parents. Being abandoned, and, yeah, absolutely. So orphan and, like, had some horrible shit happen to yeah, him. Yeah, it kind yeah. of explains his short temper he has. And yeah. yeah. And how he doesn't let anyone get close to him, pushes away people before well, that's what we didn't they get a chance either, to leave. Oh. The oh, love story. Mini Driver. Mini Driver, who's great in We this. don't watch enough movies with Mini Driver. In no, she got yeah, nominated for Best Supporting Actress, didn't win, but got nommed. She's so good in Very this. Very good performance, mm. yeah. She's so good. Yeah. Um, that's the scene where, where he leaves her, like when she says, if you tell me you don't love me, I won't call oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like just – what a yeah. like yeah. a heartfelt performance! Like so she poured everything into it. Just their chemistry yeah. is great. Mm. Yeah, and their banter. Like even when he calls her and she's like, "Hello," and he's like, "Oh, it's Will," and she's like, "Who? Who?" And yeah. he's like, "Oh, you know the handsome intellect writer." And she's like, mm, "I don't remember anyone like that." Yeah, that's so right. <laughs> even like, when oh, she you know. meets his friends and she tells that story with like spilling the coke out of her mouth, and yeah. they, <laughs> they love so that. But she yeah. just seamlessly fit in with that dynamic as yeah, well. Yeah, again, like uh, there's a big theme, I guess, in this film as well of don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, it's a big theme, and she's a great example of that because. I guess they see her as this posh girl, but then when she hangs out with his mates, she's yeah. like one of the boys. In the exactly. Sense. And that, I guess, just reinforces the whole, you know, like a janitor can be smart as well. Mm. Yep. You know. I find it like she, like the settings in college, they're supposed to be college students. I find that no one at that age as a woman knows who they are and is so confident with what they want in life to go out and 
be up front to him in that Harvard bar that you're talking mm. about, college bar, where she's like, hey, when could you speak to me all night and you haven't? So I'm coming up to you to give you my number on a serviette and call me because you haven't spoken to me. So I'm doing it for myself. Like I thought that was you know really ballsy and super rare of yeah. someone of that like young it age to do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I got a number. <laughs> How do you like them apples? So you good. like apples? I love them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The guy who plays the joke is like perfect. Yeah. Like long perfect hair, joke. ponytail. <laughs> totally And wrecked. he just looks so gutted when he's like, do you like apples? <laughs> just nodding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like apples. He kind of looks at him. Yeah. How do you like these apples? I'm definitely low-key jealous of types of jobs Will Hunting gets offered though when they identify his photogenic memory and – yeah. It's just incredible. NSA. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just really amazing. I love that he lies to, to um, Robin Williams' role to – so he will tell Jared Lambert, like, that he took a job but didn't really take a job. Yeah. Yeah, that was really yeah. clever. Yeah, that's good. And, the, the, yeah, when he goes to say goodbye to and stuff like that, it's very, mm. very mm. touching. So was Jared Lambert going to – benefit from Will Hunting getting a role at some other place? Is that why he was pushing so hard for him to get a job? Well, like, I guess it what must was his be agenda? Like, I guess it must be like a prestige thing. If, mm. yeah. if he's directing talented people to them, then he would probably get them perks somewhere on a yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, that's how I... Yeah. yeah he'd, he'd always be introduced as, you know, his protege or yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. Some kind of... You or, know, you know, if the NSA wants someone, they'll go to him first because, you know... He's well, so they had that really good scene where he does all this work for him and he's, he's checking it and he goes, it's right. Yeah, it's right. He tells him a few times and yeah. then he cracks it with him and he sets fire to it and he <laughs> freaks out and he's like, oh, and he's trying to put it out. Yeah. And it's like, it's not my f- This stuff's easy to me. Yeah. It's not my fault if it takes you months to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. just really beats him down. Yeah. Yeah, he puts him Full in place on, pretty it? quickly. Yeah. yeah. So. Especially being someone of that age and calibre, you know, for someone a quarter of your age to tell you that would I know that would crush me, I think. It would yeah. be like full on to jump from back from that. But I really found the assistant, his assistant Tom, how how he got really jealous of their budding relationship at yeah. the start. Very interesting. But they didn't really dabble in that they too never, much Yeah, they didn't further. really expand it much. Yeah. And I noticed that like there was like this head scruff moment where, you know, the professor leans over and yeah. thrusts his head and I was like, oh, where is that going? What is that? Like what is – I don't know. They didn't really dabble into yeah. that much uh, again. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been a four-hour spectacular yeah. if they sort of explored all the characters Agreed. There. Yeah. But I guess having said all that, I probably wouldn't recommend this film. No, I'm joking. Spoiler alert. Uh, mm. All of these films are great. I could struggle to think of a bad Robin Williams film. Mm. Agreed. Jumanji. No, I love that movie. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I can't even mention that. Maybe Toys is probably the weakest one, but that's still a good film. I would say. No, Flubber is probably the weakest one. Yeah, actually. In the museum was weak because he didn't really get much of a role oh, in that. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. say that's Flubber weak. Was, Flubber, uh, yeah. Flubber never really did it for me. I don't know if I was. That maybe was my I was childhood. just a tad too old. I think I saw him in one you of the. When, yeah. when did Flubber come out? Early was 90s. Early 90s? Yeah. I like So you would have just been born probably? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I thought it was late nineties. Yeah, I feel like it was in late nineties. Yeah, might have been. I feel it was after all of these ones. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's my, you know. So yes, I definitely recommend. Of this. I'm sure we all recommend. Yeah, I'd recommend as well. Yeah, it's not your. It's just, a popcorn night. Like, yeah. it's one of those movies you have to pay attention to. I will yes, say you that do. it's not something you put on but, when yeah, you're just it's killing. Not, it's you know. not dumb comedy. You know. I couldn't it's scroll you and watch the film. Dinner, yeah. Not at all. I was, well, nobody should do that because we. You're an idiot if you need to do that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well. People, obviously, I do that too when the film gets boring quickly. Yeah. Um, but this film is, I think, the one that you should give your attention to. It's a sit-down film and yep. 
and you should give it your attention and watch it. Hmm. Amazing. I would say the same about this film. Oh, we're going to round it out, are you? Segway. Movie (laughs) title. Oh, that means I forgot to Movie title. Type in what it was. So my choice was Good Morning Vietnam, um, 1987. Yeah, 1987. So I haven't seen this film since I think about 1999. Yeah. I would have been, yeah, it would have been about 1999 since I saw it. I have to say straight off the gate, I hadn't seen it since then, so that's like nearly 20 years. Completely different experience. Yes. Like I understand that film so much better now than I did when I was an idiot. I'm glad I didn't see it back in the day and I've given myself fresh context now. It's It's more relevant now than ever as well. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I I would have seen this for the first time in probably 93, 94, so I would have only been 10 or 11. Yep. Um, And... Oh, actually, maybe a little bit. Why younger. did you watch so, it when yeah. you were ten? Who put less, that in front of you? Less. Well, it's no, not Megan. It's not a violent movie. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's violent. It's just the context didn't have like made 12. any sense. It's a funny movie. Well, at least yeah. see that all. Well, of on the, the surface, it appears yes, to all be all the political yeah. stuff was completely over yeah. my head. Yeah, I found so a lot of value now, in the political yeah. stuff. Like I don't remember uh, in being so invested in the friendship he has with the guy. Yeah. Like the second time around, it had so much more of an impact on me. I was like, oh shit, this movie's way deeper than I remember it being. Which yeah. is great. Like I've changed, obviously, so it's my perspective's changed. But the movie hasn't. But the movie's stayed just, the same. Just but it's weird how relevant it could still it. be. You know? Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, that's all right. So two hours and one minute, just um, easy. Two hours though. Yeah, it doesn't. It, easy. it doesn't, doesn't feel like. I mean, if I if I got rid of some of the gratuitous shots of war, like helicopters flying over sure. army bases sure. and stuff, they could probably trim it down you can a bit. Trim it twenty minutes out of yeah. Yeah, montages. That's right. Um, budget estimated of thirteen million, which is a lot of money back in eighty seven. Yeah, yeah. So, well, they were um, replicating a war zone. Yeah, and I mean, and this is a, a good decade after the war as well. So. Yeah, I wonder where they shot too. I wonder if they actually shot. In uh, shot in Thailand. Oh, it was yeah. interesting. So, um, but they the movie returned nearly one hundred and twenty four million, so they mm. made some Jeez. good coin out of it. Mm. Um, that would have been. So, so, Peak of him as well, coming into movies. That was, yeah. He was so young, almost yeah. didn't recognise him. Such yeah. a baby face, yeah. wasn't he? Oh Especially coming from like Goodwill Hunting where he's got the big old man beard. Yeah, yeah the silver grey fox. <laughs> yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I like the tagline, time to rocket from the Delta to the DMZ, <laughs> which was one of his uh, on-air sort of jibes, I mm-hmm. guess, um, directed by Barry Levinson. So yeah. uh, Rain Man, Toys. Yeah. Um, so, written by Mitch Markowitz. Um, I didn't actually look up his credits. The name doesn't ring a bell, though. No, but, um, but really do. In- interestingly enough, though, the original screenplay was written by the real um, Adrian Cronauer. Oh, really? So, it went through many revisions yeah, to get to yeah. proper movie um, script, but he originally wrote it and pitched it as a TV series. Mm-hmm. So, which like is a kind MASH of weird. style. Yeah. yeah. Integrating that into MASH wouldn't have been too bad, having an no. extra dynamic. Um, so yeah, Robert Williams, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. So good in this Forrest I Whitaker. I loved his giggle. That was contagious. <laughs> oh yeah. It was the a nervous. little tick for the character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's a very yeah. young Forrest Whitaker as well. He's very yeah. young, yeah. yeah. Fresh AF. <laughs> did you just put an AF in there? I did. Oh, wow. I, We're yeah. bringing internet lingo to the real. <laughs> this is why we brought her on board. Yep. This is why. This the kids. Gen gener- You know, young us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Carry on, Lavi. Sorry. So should we have a quick plot re- over, overview? Yes. yes. Um, yeah, I don't really like the official one, but I'll read it out. So in 1965, yeah, an unorthodox and 
irreverent DJ named Adrian Cronell begins to shake things up when he is assigned to the US Army service radio station in Vietnam. So basically a very outspoken, funny DJ that everyone likes starts yep. going crazy and but the the, the man doesn't like it, the, you know, the man. Yeah, wants that's right. The, the guy that runs the station wants to keep uh, it, you know, Sergeant Lieutenant Dickerson. Yep. Doesn't like it and neither do his cronies. Yes. Um, yeah. But everyone loves poking fun at the at the crony. Yeah, he gets cops a lot of flack, you know. Hawk? Is that what we talking about, Hawk? Yeah. 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 When he, he uh, t- takes over. I'd love to he hate that guy. Fun. He triggered me the he, whole time oh, he complained. He's such a douchebag, isn't such he? Such a douche, <laughs> yeah. Like, I love it when they, um, they have the little meeting and, like, he just walks out. Like, he's only just left the building and they start mocking him. They're like, yeah. and if you do. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do. I, one thing I loved about this film is that Robin Williams' lines were completely ad lib. He did yeah, not. That's right. I mean, anything. he's showcasing his talent. Absolutely. In this film, yeah. Yes. But I think the biggest thing for me in this film is, in particular, the scene where he's given up and he says he doesn't want to do this job anymore. Like yeah. it's yeah. after there's a bombing and he, yes. he tries to tell, talk about it on the radio and they stop him. They actually yes. report the news. And he cracks yeah. it and he realizes <laughs> that, you know, this is bullshit and he can't do it. And so he goes to leave. And Forrest Whitaker takes him to the the place where all the new soldiers have arrived on the truck. Yes. And he starts talking to them and he sort of mm. slips back into his routine. And yeah, then, and he makes them all laugh. And that, yeah. for that split moment, no one's worried about anything. Yeah, and they drive off and he just he just he does so much acting without having to say anything. Like mm. he just has this look mm. of sadness in his eyes that these poor young boys are being sent off to die in a war yeah. that he knows yeah. is irrelevant, you yeah. know, without him having to state his politics. It's a bullshit situation. And, yeah. You know, so he's basically he's brought he over to help big comedic morale. relief and, yeah, boost mm. morale. But in turn, whilst he gets um, to become a part of the community and part of having a lifestyle there, he becomes a little bit more involved in what's happening with the war at that moment, with having brushes with the real war that never appears on radio. Yeah. Um, I think it's... You know, he's over there to meet women. He wants Special to meet women, shout have out fun. to the twins from Terminator 2. Hey, really? The two twins who were the de- decipher the news. Oh. Remember oh, the, the cops, the twin yeah. cops? Yeah. That's yes. great. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. good little trivia for you. Yeah, but I essentially, saw them and I was like, ah. That's, I love those little golden nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially those twins are the filter of what yeah, Ron Williams is allowed to say yeah. on air yeah. um, because they'll obviously get those telegrams or whatever they're called, like yeah. from typewriters, about news headlines, but he'll only be able to talk about I love the way they refer normal. to the stuff that they've um, redacted ef- effectively as yeah. the stuff that's left is the official news. Yeah. like, oh, that's unofficial. No, well, it's actually the news. Just because you don't want to say it doesn't yeah, make it yeah, unofficial yeah. news. And I guess this film has a lot of like political statements and that kind of stuff. Yes. And it's yeah. funny, it was made 20 years after the war, but yeah. I still think it's relevant even now, like mm. especially even now more than anything because we – we have such an outlet of media and information now mm. that, and it's hard to, to decipher what's real and what's right, mm. what's entertainment, what's news. And people right. seem to only seek out what agrees you know, with their personal Yeah, and anyway, people so. see a meme on a Facebook page and they take that as fact and they, mm. yeah. they treat it as such and it's like, yeah, misinformation, like it, that, that movie's relevant 30 years ago but it's even more relevant now. Because yeah. He really shook world. it up. when he The first moment he sat down and entered that DJ room to put his headphones on, he, he was like, oh, no, we don't touch those, yeah, we those ones. From those we don't play modern music. Yeah. Play but also here. massive shout-out to this incredible movie soundtrack, oh, Beach Boys, great. Yeah, Elvis. Great soundtrack. I feel good. <laughs> All James of that. Brown, yes. Next level. It was a, a foot tapper, you know, yep. like from start to finish. The, and the scene when they're playing um, James Brown on the radio and he's mm. dancing around the studio and everyone else is getting into it except for the twins who are just sitting there like... <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> shaking their head in yeah. disapproval. I yeah. love the way he's always taking the piss out of Haw- Hawks, the Haw- guy. Yeah. yeah. But he can never quite tell if yeah, he's right. taking the piss out of him. He's yeah. kind of like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. I, get, I know funny. I yeah. Yeah. Do it in the AM uh, with the POC, with the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and he's right. like, good. Shouldn't we keep that on the QT? Good. On yeah, the, the QT yeah. and the AI and the AM. And he's just like. Good. And he walks <laughs> off and he's like, But whenever these uh, contagious tracks are playing, it's a huge juxtaposition from the war. So yeah, you'll see those yeah. helicopters flying over the rice paddies and people doing yeah. their day to day and the poverty that goes on. Yeah, and then the army later men after mingling the with the lady women, the lady women, just the women <laughs> the lady in women, the streets. As opposed to the lady boys. Well, you can see, yeah. You can see they're all trying to hook in and, you know, meet. But I think the biggest everybody. one is, and it's quite shocking, is after the bombing when the, mm. the local police are investigating the bombing. And that song, I can't remember what the song is, but it's kind of a, you know, uh, Credence song or something like that. And you see the police line up those kids in the alleyway and execute them all because yeah. they were part of the, the bombing yeah. and stuff like that. And, yeah, there's a really strong sort of like, okay, like this isn't just fun and games. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's actually some serious stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you um you find out later on that it was actually his little friend who. His mate, yeah. yeah. So he kind of chases the girl. I had a day. flag. Like in my notes I'd written here as I was walking, um, watching, when that restaurant bomb explosion yeah, occurred. Yeah, it was so sus, wasn't it? Was, it? But also, yeah, something went off in my mind and I was like underlining here I've got here, did the kid know about the bomb? Because he was yeah. so adamant for him to go out and see his no, sister. No, you've got to come, you've yeah, got to come. Yeah, you've got to go now, you've got to go now. And then boom, and I was like, yeah. that feels They've only just walked yeah. over the threshold yeah. and the place That was the early up. moment yeah. where it had crossed my mind that potentially there was something more to this. And then as the movie went on, it talked about it even that, further. That actually reminded me, because I've watched this movie a lot early in my life, um, that that scene reminded me again. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure he's got something to do with it. Like it kind of just gave me that yeah. little bit of a flashback. Yeah. 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 Oh, I wanted him to get the girl. I'm sorry. I really wanted her to be like, oh, actually, you're pretty cool. Let's do the thing. But I don't know. She was adamant. She's like not into it. And I was like, yeah. oh, all right. She yeah. never was though. No, that's true. Like it was never going to work. I mean, one of his first lines to her is, I think something about it's never going to work, but I just want to hang out with you and mm. just, you know, be just hanging with you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, no, because they're two people from two very different worlds and yeah. yes, very different backgrounds and cultures yeah. and everything. So it's kind of got, I guess, like almost like a sense of realism to that kind of yeah. aspect of it. You like, can't, mm. can't always get in a the Hollywood girl. movie. He would have got the girl and mm. blah 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 blah. But That's but also his it. attempts to try and court her by teaching English to us. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like I love it so much. The line was like, "Hey, baby, what's happening? Let's groove." <laughs> <laughs> What does he say? Oh. Give me some skin or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Skin. teaching them to swear and say shit. Right, you yeah. can be crappy, you can't That's be a shit or whatever. Like, some, somebody's getting on your nerves. What are they doing? They're <laughs> pissing me off. It's really, really nice. Yeah, there's some great lines out of the the um, the local the English class. Taking the class. Yeah. yeah, really, really cool. And then as he was leaving, those same students came up to him and said goodbye, and I was like, oh my heart. Yeah, <laughs> right in the feels. Well, yeah, because in the end, obviously, we should, yeah, he obviously gets um, discharge, honourable discharge. For, yeah. 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 Are being tricked into being, you know, being the associated with the, the terrorist the yeah. bomb and stuff like that, and he goes out of his way. To, it's a very touching scene, and I had, like I said, it had way more of an impact on me now than it did when I first saw this film years and years mm. ago, where he's like running around those streets trying to find this kid and say, you know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he wasn't actually trying to find him. Um, he's trying to protect him. He, that's right. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't trying to find him because he'd done this horrible shit. He's trying to find him because he knew that. They kill him. The yeah. police or the army got yeah. a hold of him. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and it's funny, you know. He says something like, "You know what you're doing is wrong, and you're a terrorist." And he's like, "I'm the terrorist. Like my mum's dead yeah, because of the bombs you dead. people yeah. dropped. My brother's yeah. dead." And it's like, you know, the kid's got a point. And yeah, I think Robin Williams' character sort of 
sees that. Yeah. And understands that they're, yeah, you know, that's, they're an invasion force. And, yeah. and I think those messages, mm. as much as this movie is told in 1965, which is smack bang in the middle of the Vietnam War, I think it really um, has an important message to educate people in this time, but even back then as well, about, you know, two sides to the war. Mm. People is like, you know, North and South Vietnam and stuff like that. But I think having just in a told in a humorous tone but still having a really strong underlying meanings is super yeah. important. It's got a got a big heart. Yeah. 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 I mean that's, it doesn't go too deep because otherwise it'd be a very tonally different film. Yeah. And that's why I said this movie is different Wounds, because it doesn't do that. There yeah. are other movies out there you can watch to get that that hardcore yeah. Yeah. war story. War this is not what yeah. that's for. Mm. So I think it's a it's a good illustration to um younger generations as well that yeah. terrorism isn't a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're, they're talking about terrorism in 1965. Mm. Yeah. So it's been around forever. We don't mm. have to subscribe to the mm. the modern day definition of you know we live in a world of terrorism. Well, no, we kind of always did. And yeah. Whereas I think a lot of war films they focus on a group of soldiers, young soldiers, and so it's about the brutality of war and how yeah. disgusting war can be. Mm. Whereas a film like this is is stepping back and looking at a bigger picture and making I guess you feel how organised the war is. You know, there's division for a radio program. And it's important yeah. that they get out information, but they mm. don't want the you know, like to see the wheels turn. You're seeing yeah. the wheels turning now, whereas, you know, in a Saving Private Ryan or something like that, you know, you're seeing about the guy, the man <laughs> in the trench. Yeah, you know? it's, the, it's the the boots on the ground type. Yeah, of thing. whereas Absolutely. this is about, and, and you know, you've got that at the end there, the the like I guess I don't know what he is, a general or something, the main yeah. guy who yeah. actually kind of likes Rob Williams' character. Yeah. You know, he says, tra- you got to go, sorry, man. Out and then he transfers out. Because yeah. he goes, because you're just mean. Yeah, he's like, you're just mean, man. I can't come anymore. He transfers him out. Although the, the last the final scene, yeah, 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 yeah. more in need of a blowjob than any other white man in history. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The general gets <laughs> to the elevator. He's like, more in need of a blowjob. He's like, that's a good one. Yeah. Amazing. It's a great little title. Good finale. I do like... um all of well, all of Robin Williams' broadcast moments are all phenomenal. Yeah. And as they're you shot mentioned, so Mads, differently to the rest of the movie. They're very handy cam, and they really yeah. reflected yeah, the energy right. that the he was Richard giving Nixon to it. Yeah, as that's well. right. <laughs> but the guys like explaining, well, it wasn't actually Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Nixon wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. But um, just the his the characters he comes out with, and the fact that it was all ad lib. Like, yeah. He just, Straight off the cuff, and yeah, I love the like guy his from like, artillery. Yeah, and he's let, like, let's yeah. let's cross for the weather, and he goes, "It's hot, it's damn hot." <laughs> <laughs> he gets in trouble. He's like, "Don't just say the weather's hot all the time. It's not hot." And he goes, "Oh, today it was two degrees cooler than yeah. yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, two degrees. You oh, don't say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great. It was a great film. It was good to rewatch that one. I'm glad yeah. we did that because, yeah, like I said, the second time round. Mm. Mm. Found it much more engaging. Yeah, um, and, it's and been a while since I watched it as well, so yeah. I'm glad that you had the same experience that I had. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, for that reason alone, I'd recommend to people to watch it. Like, mm. um, even if you haven't seen it, watch it. You know, for that reason, and, yeah. or if you have seen it, really, it, it was yeah, an eye opener in a really good way for me. Yeah. What? Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. My only thing watching it in, in context of today is if a younger audience would understand, um, I guess how. Um, controversial the Vietnam War was yeah. as well. Like there's so there's a lot of history already built into this movie that they don't explain. Yep. Um so yeah, so I mean if you if you don't know anything about it, it may even if you watched it, it may even make you want to go and learn more about it. But there was yeah. some pretty horrible shit that went on. Yeah, in a lot and of war crimes. That time. Yeah. yeah. But even just 
you know, not just the war itself, but stuff that happened the around it. The occupation and stuff was yeah. Iffy, so there's yeah. yeah, there's lots and lots of of history, you know, kind of bundled into this one film. But then for it to actually make you, you know, laugh out loud as well, yeah. it's pretty mm. amazing that they could do that. Mm. Again, I think it comes down to that balance that we keep mentioning with mm. with Robert Williams's films, and about. again, recast it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah. No, again, no. I mean, he takes a role. I mean, we can agree on that. He definitely he, owns it. Yeah, he takes a role and owns it. Like you think of every role he's played. Like, could you imagine someone else playing Mrs. Doubtfire? Nah, <laughs> not at all. With Gene Hackman. Now I've seen him in a dress. Yeah, <laughs> he was very. Even like Jumanji. Like you know, I couldn't even think of someone else playing that. Not kind of. Crazy. And that's just so special. So I think this episode, you know, has really resonated with me a lot on that on that level. Mm. Yeah. It's just you can't replace him. It's definitely made me go yeah. and queue up a few of his other ones. Like I bought a couple of his other ones at work on Blu-ray the other day just because I'm like, oh, I haven't watched Patch Adams in ages. I'm going to watch that again. And, yeah, it's good. I like it when you sort of get that re- resurgence. Yeah. Mm. Uh, especially with someone who makes such great films. Yeah. Well, like you said, I don't think he made a dud, so. Mm. No, I genuinely can't think of anything that I was like. I always just keep thinking of Batman Forever with the. Um, uh, that was the really bad one with Robin and uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face and Jim Carrey's The Riddler. Yeah. And for years there was talks of, of him playing The Riddler. Of Robin Williams Robin playing, Williams the playing The Riddler. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have That's saved the, that movie. That movie would have that been. That was a dud. the George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, Alicia Silverstone one? No. Batman and Robin? No, no, that's Batman and Robin because that has Freeze and Ivy in it. So Batman oh, Forever. Batman Forever? Yeah, that's with. Um, it's still Clooney, though, isn't no, it? No, it's Kilmer, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh. oh that's going to irritate now, me. Now we've gone down a Batman nerd hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, love I would it. love to have seen. Um, his take on the Riddler character, I mean, it would have been it, a shame. It may, it, may have been, it may have been able to save the film. No, nothing could have saved those films. <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they're lovable in the sense that they're just nonsense. Uh, uh, but it was Val Kilmer about Batman Forever. Yeah. It was Val Kilmer. There you go. Yeah. Um, George Clooney had nipples, remember? <laughs> Who could forget George Batman Clooney's nipples? In the, the bat suit and they <laughs> gave him nipples. You've got to protect nipples as well. Yeah. That was actually just extra armour over the nipples. We should do those movies. Process those movies there. are so bad. Not bad. <laughs> and the bloody Alicia Silverstone. Oh. Yeah, she's badass, babe. Not in that movie, she's not. Oh. No, she's pretty good. Nothing, no one's badass in that movie. They have skates <laughs> built into their bat suits. Oh. Yeah. Actually, you're right. Those suits are really tight. There is no badass. They make Batgirl fight in high heels. Yeah, why wouldn't mm. you? I'd give it a crack. Yeah. In high heels, it's not very practical. <laughs> if they're wedges, it's got a weapon. Yeah, we have more stability. If they were wedges, yeah, because they're a bit more flat soled. You know, you can still run if you if you needed to. No, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't play it Stop, down ladies, yeah. back me Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> but I digress. Robin don't Williams. Always. That's it. At ease, boys. And Aladdin. We'll I need to watch Aladdin as well. Oh, again. Yeah, we did Aladdin in season one, didn't we? That's so good with our musicals. It is. Yeah. yeah. I love Aladdin because it's one of those ones you can like show kids and. I I would have lost count how many times I've watched Aladdin. Yep. Um, Any I, Disney film ever, honestly. I reckon I could quote Aladdin from start to finish. Those movies movies come out of a place in my brain that has been stored, especially for nostalgic purposes. You've got a special Disney push. Honestly, I'm not a Disney fan like a lot of other other guests have been. I'm not, but when I watch them, it's like I'm reliving a moment in my childhood, and it's an awesome feeling. No other movie does that to me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that was movies with Robin Williams in them. Yes. Mm, Very simple. We covered it well. It was good. 
We didn't, uh, we didn't get too convoluted like we have done with some themes. So. <laughs> nice and straight into the point. Yeah, sometimes yeah. we get a little. <laughs> Movies that are sometimes long but are also shorter. <laughs> but a little bit long. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing next week, episode three? Next week we're going to do movies that break the fourth wall. That's mm-hmm. right. We got that uh, suggestion from a listener, so mm. hopefully she'll yeah. be joining us. Um, have we settled mm. on the four, the movie, the three picks? I'm going with High Fidelity. And I'm going to go with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And true to my roots, I'm doing Deadpool, as cliche nice. as that is. I, it, movie, it's one of my favourite films of all time. Why is it true to your roots? Because of all the scars on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a burn victim. For those who so. don't know, uh, <laughs> no, I Megs just, is covered. <laughs> I'm a Marvel fiend and uh, that movie, oh, I just didn't stop talking about that for ages. Yeah, when it's, it came uh, out. in terms of breaking and the fourth wall. And number two is coming out really, really soon. Is, yeah. I just feel like rewatching it in time for the sequel as well that makes, makes sense walls. to me. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Can't wait. There you go. Next week. It's going to be good, I think. We'll talk about the other ones out there, the other films in our world. Yeah, there's there's quite a few there. Yeah, Yeah, there's a a list. And with any luck, you'll have a fourth voice to ooze into. (laughs) Yeah. Bring it on. Where can people reach us? Um, They can reach us on all of our socials, um, as we call them now. Uh, Facebook and Twitter, we're Scene 3 Podcast on both. They can also email at scene3podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And people have been messaging us through the Facebook as well. Which, which is, is awesome. Do it, yeah. yeah. Keep it up, guys. We absolutely love it. If you've got any tips or tricks or feedback. Yeah, we've had some good suggestions. Fan mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love some fan, fan mail. mail. Even yeah. hate mail. I'd settle for hate mail. Just, just, just people mail. correcting the things I say would be great because <laughs> yeah. I say so many inaccurate things. But they only <laughs> seem to do that in person. So It's weird. People do email. like to bail me up in person yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. I even get bailed up about things you've said that were inaccurate. I'm like, well, go and tell Shane about it. Yeah, tell yeah, me. Right into I'll it, forget right into by the time it. I get to see him again. Sometimes I think I just do it for the attention. I think you do. Mm. You are a bit of an attention <laughs> whore. Until next week. <laughs> Until Thanks, when? guys. Thanks for having me. See ya. Well, you're here every episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm a regular we're, we're host kinda, now. We're kind of keeping you. In your humble you. abode. Can she say thank you? She can. No, she's Appreciate the, the time you've taken to discuss. All the films. Oh, okay. So thank you for your time is probably what you should have said. All right. Next time. I mean, I'll put this on your record. This is strike one. We're still rolling, three. by the way. Yeah. I haven't stopped yet. <laughs> three strikes and you get a written warning. No way. Yeah. You should have already be off the show. Five and you'll get, you don't even want to know what happens after five written warnings. Oh. I want to know what happens after five written you, warnings. You, you, you know. Oh, that. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, what you is know it, Lappy? Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night.